0: Just before we uh, kick off, I just want to highlight uh, a seminar uh, that we are doing on October the 20th, Sunday in the evening. Shaunti and Jeff Feldhahn are going to be speaking on strengthening relationships. Uh, This is open to everybody, uh, but particularly people uh, who are married or I think at some stage that's where you could end up. Uh, They uh, are... Quite prolific authors, particularly Shaunti. She sold a couple of million books um, uh, on uh, relationships, particularly in in, in marriage relationships, men and women. Uh, So um, I'd really recommend it. Put it in your diary. Uh, Get your diaries out now, 20th of October. Uh, You need a book via Eventbrite, so you just put in um, uh, Strengthening Relationships, Eventbrite. It'll take you right to the page. Click. And uh, free of charge, really highly recommend it. Today, we're going to be looking at how we make choices. Um, And some of the things that we talk about, some of the things that we cover may touch some raw nerves. Um, But remember, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens... Anybody here weary, carrying heavy burdens? Come to me, uh, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you. Let me teach you. Isn't that lovely? Jesus says, invites us to say, let me teach you. So we open uh, our hands to you now, Lord, and we say, please teach us. We want to learn from you we come to you we thank you that you invite us to you and we want to learn from you So uh, we are in a series about Joseph you may not be familiar with much about the Bible but there's a guy in the Old Testament called Joseph and uh, they decided to put a West End production on called Joseph and the amazing technical Dreamcoat but we're looking at the original text. Not some West End uh, version, and we'll be looking at Psalm. uh, Just testing Genesis 39. (laughs) Our title, our title is "Choose Faithfulness." It's about choice today. Um, Choose faithfulness. Right? Have you ever felt? that your big hopes, your big dreams, your big aspirations just have not worked out as you planned. Has anybody ever felt like that at any stage in their life? I'm looking at Angie Nicholson, who's now gonna come up and speak, because she's there, oh no, you did put your hand up. (laughs) It is common to us all that dreams and aspirations we have don't quite work out as we hope. Why is that? And I think the reason it is is because we imagine that life is a straight line. We set our aspirations and we say we're here and we want to go there and they're big dreams, but unfortunately, we don't factor in some things. We don't factor in uh, we think it's going to be straightforward, a straight line. We just draw the line straight up, and we don't factor in that uh, there are going to be some winds and some waves and some currents and some obstacles that get in the way. We think it's going to be straightforward. But the reality is, winds, waves, currents, obstacles come up all the time, even if some of them look quite nice. And the issue is, is we can ease it, we just get blown off course. And some of us, like John has said, he was shipwrecked 34 years ago. And you may have felt shipwrecked in your life at some stage. But that's life. John, I don't think wanted thought, that's where you would end up, John. I knew John around that time, and Maggie, he didn't think he was going to end up there, but that's where he ended up. And we hope that life is a straight line, but life is not a straight line. And uh, the issue is, is that life is not like driving along a straight road where there's signposts saying, turn right, turn left, and there's a nice easy map, because life isn't like that. It's choppy waters. It's windy seas, it's currents, it's pull, and there's obstacles we never imagined. And so somehow or another, we all have to navigate our way through. And uh, hopefully, we end up in a good place. If you want to know more about John's story, go and talk to John. John, how did you navigate through? If that's your experience, if you've got some issue with uh, addiction of some sort, go and talk to John. Today, we are going to uh, learn a little bit about how do we zigzag. We're gonna learn a little bit um, about Joseph, whose life was full of zigzags. Things did not go as he had hoped. His dreams and his aspirations were not being fulfilled as he had hoped. But before that, I want to invite Hannah Vandy just to the stage and ask Hannah a few questions. Jackie and I were stuck in a queue last week. Hannah, uh, we're, we're going to have dinner together. Put, put that away. Put that away. I, wanna, <laughs> I want you to speak from your heart. Uh, and we were stuck. I'm going to give you that. We were stuck in a queue uh, on St. James's Road and we thought, oh no. But by the end of that queue, we were so grateful because we heard Hannah's story. Hannah comes from Sierra Leone, West Africa. Uh, She grew up there, and uh, uh, while you were growing up, there was a civil war going on. It was an awful civil war. Uh, People were having their arms uh, and their hands amputated. Um, uh, Girls and women were being raped. Uh, Boys were being taken into the army or into the uh, the guerrilla army and being uh, asked to fight and to kill. And it's in that setting... Uh, Hannah grew up. Hannah, could you tell us what happened when you were 15,
1: please? Um, so, in our house, um, as I look back, um, we had um, the rebels. They come. They came to our house, and um, they broke down the house. It wasn't just one of them. It was quite a few of them. So they broke the house down, and all of us, we ran. The children we ran upstairs to our dad's room. And um, basically, we, f- we took the rebels with us, running up the stairs, and we were standing there. So he was in front of us like this, and we were behind him. So, um, and they came with their guns, and they had like this, they call them machete, or big cutlass things that they could just chop. So we were standing there, and we were so scared, But our dad was in front of us and he was like, take anything you want, just take anything you want um, and just go. So we were standing there and they were looking at us and then they left. So before they left, they wanted to take some stuff out. So they saw my dad's car keys and they took that key and then walked out. And then later on we found the keys in the grass because they couldn't find the car. (laughs) so um, after a couple of um, years I spoke to my dad I was like so papa um, what was going in your head at that time when um, we were standing there and he goes I was praying he says I was standing there and praying to God um, father God if there's anything you can do please help my family, please help us. Please don't let them um, take my children. Please don't let them rape my children in front of me. Um, please don't let them do anything to us. If you are there, please help us. And uh, I, I think that touched me when he said that. I was like, oh, okay. I, was like, I wasn't even thinking. I was just standing there very scared. And that was... hey, So the, that prayer helped because they didn't take anything from us. They didn't take my life, my family. They left us and they didn't even take the cars.
0: And you were saying last week about the impact that had of what your dad did standing there Mm. protecting you. What impact did that have on your life
1: going forward? So um, the Bible is really everything to you. Sorry,
0: could you just be quiet over here, please? This is really important you listen.
1: The Bible is really, really a good thing to read. So as I sit down and I was reading the Bible one day, and I got to a passage where Jesus said, um, "I, um, I am the one that will protect you. So that image came to me whilst I was sitting there, and God was like, if your dad can protect you, from all those people, how much more me? You know, I was sitting there looking at the passage and I was crying, like, "Oh my God!" That it just pops out, and that is how I've actually remembered the Bible because I'm always reading it because it's got loads of things in there. It's your healer. It's everything that you could think about. So I stood there and I was like looking, and God was saying to me, "If your dad can protect you, just imagine how Jesus was saying that." you know your father can give you good gifts everything mm. i am the god that will protect you from everything and that day i protected you and that is how i got <laughs> that bible Hannah, thank you, so <clears throat> thank you so much
0: thanks Hannah. That was uh, uh, what a personal... Story, and as you've listened to it, you there may have raised things in your own life uh, that, you know, circumstances in the past. Um, we're gonna have time later to be able to think and pray about those things and bring them to our Father. So we go from Hannah as a 15-year-old girl in Sierra Leone facing pivotal experiences, pivotal moments in her life And we're gonna move to a 17-year-old boy in Egypt called Joseph, who is now facing pivotal, life-changing experiences in his life. Just to bring it up to speed, Joseph uh, is the great-grandson of Abraham, uh, the son of Jacob. What an illustrious heritage uh, that he had. But we've already learned in the last couple of weeks that actually, although it looks good on the surface, he was from a very dysfunctional family. Uh, there were sexual, shenanigans going on right through the whole family. You wouldn't think this is the Bible. It makes East Enders look tame. There was rivalry, there was trickery, there were lies. they were all rife. And this was a soap opera of epic proportions. You could call it Middle East Enders. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, and Joseph already learned, um, was a 17 year old boy um, who was earmarked to be successor to his dad. And that was countercultural. If you speak to anybody from an African or an Asian uh, culture, the idea that the 11th son would become head of the tribe is just unheard of. But that's what happened. Um, And this boy of Joseph, who was elevated into this position, um, then started having dreams that actually his brothers would bow down to him. And even his mother and father would bow down to him. And it was getting too much. (laughs) But his older brothers uh, hated his guts. And we're hearing about this last week. We heard how they tried to kill Joseph. You know, we were just talking about a situation that's very real in people's lives. To us in the West here, it just seems unheard of. But this was, was going on. His brothers wanted to kill him. In fact, they decided against killing him, and they sold him into slavery. And they told their dad that he'd been killed by a wild animal. In today's reading, we are going to see how Joseph's life went all over the place. He had his dreams, had his passions that he was going for, but there were lots of zigs and zags. And what we're going to do today is not only see how he responded to what happened to him, what's already gone on, but we're also going to see uh, how he handles extreme temptation. And then we're going to go and see how when he reacts in, in a way of integrity and faithfulness, Actually, things go from bad to worse. How does he handle that? And if you think about this as your life, that the solid line is where it is. There's nothing you can do about the past. The past has happened. What you can do is about the next turn. What you can do is about the turn after that. And as we think about our lives, I want you to think about, this is my life thus far. What am I? How am I gonna view that? How am I gonna handle that? And what am I gonna do about the next turn and the turn after that? You've got important choices. Each one of us has got choices to make. How are we going to um, approach them? We pick up the story in um, Genesis 39, and we're going to read through this together. If you've got your Bibles, this is in the New Living Translation the uh, translation according to Paul Brown, uh, and uh, he loves it, so I picked that today. So Genesis 39. When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. So Joseph was taken to a slave market. He was sold and bought. Potiphar was a captain of the God for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. the Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly, and his crops and livestock flourished. So, Potiphar gave complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing, except what kind of food to eat. Wow, here he was, sold as a slave, but the boy had a great attitude, a super work ethic, and the boy done good. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come, 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 come on. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. Wow, 17-year-old boy. Some temptation. Sold as a slave. Uh, Brothers rejected him, sold him... um, and now his boss's wife comes onto him? But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master, trusts me, with everything in his entire household, no one here has more authority than I do. He's held nothing back from me except you, because you are his wife. How can I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. Viktor Frankl, who wrote a book called uh, the, um, uh, the In Search of Meaning, said this. He said, Between stimulus and response, there is a space. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our freedom. In our response lies our growth and freedom. Let me explain that. Between something happening and how we respond, there is a gap. Between temptation and our response, there's a gap and we have a choice. And often we think there's no choice. Stimulus, response, act. No, there's a gap. Sometimes it's a very slither of a gap, but there's a gap for every single one of us. And what we do in that determines what happens next. Joseph made a choice. He says, I'm not going to commit adultery. Not only would it be wrong in my boss, not only would it be wrong in his wife, I'll be wrong in God. And in a very uncomfortable word that we do not use much outside of this uh, sort of scenario, it's a sin. Sin, people would say. Yeah, it's a sin against God. Many members, now you may say, well, you know, he's clearly been brought up right. No, he hadn't been brought up right. He'd been brought up dreadfully. All of his family were at it. They'd messed up big time. But he said, not me. But it doesn't end there. She kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day. Now that's some pressure. It's getting over it once, but day after day. But she, he refused to sleep with her. And he kept out of her way as much as possible. One day, however, no one else was around when he went in to do his work. She came and grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, come on, come on, come and sleep with me. And Joseph tore himself away, and he left his cloak in her hand as he ran from the house. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 27, he says this. He says, you've heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. I see a lot of one-eyed people. <laughs> Fortunately, it doesn't mean literally, don't go home and say at city hope this morning, what Jesus said. <laughs> He says, "Take drastic action." That's what Joseph did. He ran away. He took drastic action. Don't play around with it. Don't play around because uh, it will it will shipwreck you. When she saw that uh, she was holding his cloak and he'd fled, she called out to her servants. Soon, all the men came running. Look. She said, my husband has brought this Hebrew slave here to make fools of us. He came into my room to rape me, but I screamed. And when he heard me scream, he ran outside and got away, but he left his cloak behind with me. She kept the cloak with her until her husband came home. Then she told him her story. That Hebrew slave you've brought into our house, try to come in and fool around with me, she said. But when I screamed, he ran outside, leaving his cloak with me. Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into prison where the king's prisoners were held and there he remained. Joseph would have expected the death penalty. His reprieve may have been due to the fact that he'd earned so much respect um, over the time he'd worked for Potiphar. Also, perhaps Mr. Potiphar knew Mrs. Potiphar better than Mrs. (laughs) Potiphar thought. (laughs) And by the way, Mr. and Mrs. P are coming to the strengthening relationships on the 20th of October. So book now. Right, moving on to verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Just think about prison. We have in our midst people who've been in prison. Friends of ours. Uh, And here's Joseph in prison. Happened to be, uh, on this occasion, uh, uh, you know, he wasn't guilty. But that's his experience. But you don't find Joseph sulking or complaining. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that had happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord who was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. What a story! Isn't the Bible full of just? I mean, you you read the Bible, you think, oh, this is interesting." We're going to read it with fresh eyes. Now, a Bible school, um, which uh, we had our first session on Thursday, super time together. We had uh, uh, Sue coming, uh, Medhurst, uh, who did a brilliant session. On, uh, on, on Genesis and Science, so will uh, it was superb. Um, but we ask ourselves three questions every time we look at a Bible passage. We say, what does it say about God? What does it say about people or about me? And what am I going to do about it? So if you're in the Bible, and you think, I don't know, I don't quite understand how to make all this, just ask yourself those three questions. And here we go. So what does it say about God? Well, The first thing is that God chose to be with Joseph in every situation. He gave him success in spite of circumstances. God gave him opportunities to serve and to shine. He blessed Joseph's boss and his company. He allowed him to be tempted, falsely accused and wrongly imprisoned. God was interested in Joseph's character and choices. And God had a much bigger plan that Joseph would not see until much later. What does it tell us about people and me? That we're not immune to big problems and great injustice. That God chooses to be with me constantly that he can give me success. That what God does in my life will actually be noticed by others, although we may not always realize it. That I can take responsibility even in slavery. That temptation will definitely come my way. And that I choose what I believe. I choose how I respond. I choose how I act. And that people may turn against me and misunderstand me. And that God shows his kindness and favour, his faithful love, even when things go from bad to worse. So what could I do about it? Take the photo quick. Thank you. Uh, What am I going to do about it? (laughs) Uh, Well, I could give God my dreams. I could let him work things out. I could trust God when circumstances are out of my control. I could give my best whatever God gives me. I could recognize that God's hand is on me and give him thanks. I could say no to sin and when great temptation comes, I can run away. I could obey God whatever the cost without compromise. And I could choose to be faithful. I could be choose to be faithful to God. I could choose to be faithful to my wife. I could be choose to be faithful in my relationships. I can choose to be faithful in my daily tasks. I looked up on Wikipedia, uh, and this is interesting. That this is on Wikipedia. What does faithfulness about? It says this about faithfulness. Faithfulness is the concept of unfailingly remaining loyal regardless of extenuating circumstances. It may be exhibited by a husband or wife who in a sexually exclusive marriage does not engage in sexual relations outside of marriage. It can also mean keeping, keeping one's promises no matter the prevailing circumstances such as God's covenant To love his people. Literally, it is a state of being full of faith. What should you be faithful to? What should you be faithful to? There was a family, a New York family, who lived in Long Island. uh, And they had a vase on a wooden stand. And uh, they used to use this uh, uh, stand and vase as a doorstop in their Long Island home. And the vase had been in the family for generations. Um, And uh, one of the family was having a look through um, Sotheby's catalogue and saw an advertisement for a vase just like their doorstop. And so they decided to take it to Sotheby's, they got it valued, and they said, this is a Ming vase. It is worth between $600,000 and $900,000. That family started to handle the doorstop quite differently. (laughs) All of a sudden, it became rather important. And the rare Ming vase was sold in September 2012 in the Chinese works of art in Sotheby's for $1.3 million. Sometimes we take something that was extraordinary and make it ordinary. We treat our marriages as just ordinary. Our relationships can be ordinary. Things that actually are of immense value, intrinsic value, and yet we treat them as doorstops. We can treat one another as doorstops. But actually when we begin to understand the value, things change. When things are taken away, perhaps sometimes, if only. Um, So we have to think about how we value things. We are the Sotheby's of our lives. We put value on things. Jesus spoke about something that was even more valuable than a Ming vase. He said this, he says, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is like a treasure that a man discovered in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again somewhere else and he sold everything he had to get enough money to buy that field. He also said that the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is like a merchant, a business person, uh, who was on the lookout for choice pearls. And when he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. One man found the treasure by accident. The other found it because he was looking for it. But both acted. Both decided this is valuable. In fact, this is invaluable. I give everything up for that. Both made choices based on value. Make your choices based on value. What do you value? The story of Joseph as he makes those final two tacks was based on value. What he valued? Choose what is most valuable. Be faithful to what is most valuable. God chose Joseph and Joseph chose God. God chose to send his son into this world, and it says in John's gospel this, for God so loved the world, so loved the world, that he gave his only son. He put a value on the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that, uh, and sent him into the world, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Do you know why we get excited in worship? Because we know the value that God puts on our lives. Do you know the value that God puts on your life? And the value he puts on your life is his son. Unfortunately, the value he puts on the person you dislike is also his son. (laughs) And the value that's put on everybody is his son. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. What do you choose? Or more to the point, who do you choose? I'm gonna go back to that list that we had. And if you'd like to pray with me through this list, I'd like you to stand and we'll do that. And if uh, the band could come back, please. We're just gonna go through that list. You don't have to stand uh, if you feel embarrassed, but you don't uh, do whatever you wanna do. But if you want to say, I want to make some choices for God as I tack and I pivot. Then uh, you know, just uh, pray with me, and we'll go through this. And I find it so much easier because my mind goes elsewhere. Lord, I'm I'm active now. I'm ha- put my hands out to you, and so Lord, I give you uh, my dreams. I give you my aspirations. And Lord, I say, um, I know it's not a straight line. Therefore, I'm saying to you, Lord, please, I let you work things out just as you did with Joseph. Lord, I want to trust you when circumstances are out of my control. Even now, where circumstances are out of my control, I say right now, I'm trusting you. I'm giving this to you. I can't do anything about it. I'm trusting you. Lord, I, I want to give of my best with whatever you give to me. I I thank you that you've given me so many things. Each one of us, Lord, you've given us so many things, and Lord, I give it my best. I give it to you. Lord, I recognize your hand is on me. Lord, I recognize your hand is on me. Let's just say that together. Lord, I recognize your hand is on me, and I give you thanks. Lord, help me to say no to sin. Yes to you. Lord, help me when temptation is just too great to get other people around me to help me. And Lord, help me when I need to run away to run away. Lord, I've heard about your value on my life. I'm more than a Ming vase. The price of the Son of God. And Lord, I want to obey you whatever the cost without compromise and Lord I choose to be faithful I choose to be faithful to you I choose to be faithful in my marriage Lord I choose to be faithful in my relationships, I choose to be faithful to you day to day, whatever task you call me to do Uh, we're going to sing in a minute but I just want us to be things, uh, we don't often have an opportunity, we go straight on (laughs) Uh, we get busy we forget it all You may just have some things you want to talk to God about right now. we just have a moment uh, of quiet, um, just while you just talk to God and say, Father, uh, I just want to talk about this.